0: Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Luke. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bible Explained podcast on this lovely, lovely Tuesday morning. I hope you have your cup of coffee ready and are excited to start reading Luke chapter 19 verses 1 through 10 with me today because this is talking about a story that is very familiar probably to all of us from kindergarten. That's right. I remember learning the song Zacchaeus was a wee little man back in Sunday school when I was like in kindergarten and I still remember it to this day. I'm not even joking. I still remember how to sing that song to this day. And I'm sure you guys remember it too. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree. And he said, Zacchaeus, you come down. For I'm staying at your house today. For I'm staying at your house today. Or something like that. I can't exactly remember it, but its I was pretty close. But anyway, that's the song, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Luke 19, 1 through 10. So grab your Bible, your cup of coffee, or your cup of tea, or your energy drink, or your whatever you're drinking this morning, and let's go ahead and start reading. He entered and was passing through Jericho. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but couldn't because of the crowd, because he was very short. He ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to that place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. He hurried, came down, and received him joyfully. When they saw it, they all murmured, saying, He has gone in to lodge with a man who is a sinner." Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor. If I have wrongfully exacted anything of anyone, I will restore four times as much. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. I think the thing that stood out to me the most when I read this was how Jesus knew Zacchaeus' name. And that really touched me because Zacchaeus was a person who was an outcast. And not only that, he was very short. <laughs> so he probably had an amount of uh, insecurity about his shortness also So he was short and he was a tax collector. So I can imagine that through most of his life, he was very bullied. He was uh, mistreated. And the fact that he was a tax collector made the Israelites absolutely hate them. They probably considered him to not even be a Jew. They probably considered him to be an outcast, somebody who was less than a Jew. But you know for sure, just from context of scripture, not to mention history, that the Jews really, really hated tax collectors. And Zacchaeus was the tax collector. He was the chief tax collector. Now, we don't exactly know what this means. That's kind of been lost to history a little bit. But most people believe that the chief tax collector was the one that oversaw uh, one of the local areas. So he probably oversaw all of Jericho because this is where Zacchaeus lived, was in Jericho. So he probably was just the chief tax collector for all of Jericho, I would guess, or most of it, maybe, I don't know, a region of it, at least. So Zacchaeus was very, very rich. And the reason that tax collectors typically were quite rich is because they would skim off the top for themselves. And the Romans didn't care if the tax collectors did this. As long as Rome got their fair share of the taxes from the people, they could care less, what the tax collectors did. And if they were like money grubbers or being a little bit sneaky, they didn't care. Rome did not care. They just wanted their money, their taxes that they said, and the tax collectors could do whatever else they wanted. So some tax collectors, because of this, that's how they made a lot of their income was through or rather that's how they made themselves rich was through overtaxing the people and taking the the taxes for themselves and then giving the rest what Rome was owed I suppose to Rome and then taking the rest for themselves so that is what tax collectors would do and for some reason the word tax collector is very hard for me to say today I don't know why I keep wanting to say tax collector <laughs> oh I don't know what's wrong with me today maybe I do need more coffee but anyway because Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector I am sure that he, well, it says that he was very rich, but I'm sure that one of the reasons he was very rich was because he would skim off the top. He possibly even taxed the tax collectors that were underneath him. We don't know exactly how this worked. We don't really have a lot of evidence or history of chief tax collectors, what they would do, but we know that Zacchaeus was one of them. And because of this, he was definitely hated by the people. They did not like him. I mean, what (laughs) what person likes another person who is robbing them and basically legally robbing them to this day? People don't typically like taxes and uh, we don't like political figures that we feel are taking advantage of us or robbing us in any way. So think about it that way. Zacchaeus would have been a political figure that you very much disagree with. And not only do you disagree with him, he is actively robbing you (laughs) and getting away with it uh, basically on a monthly basis or whenever taxes were due. So yes, people did not like the tax collectors. So think of Zacchaeus as that type of person, a political figure currently, who you disagree with, and who is robbing you. That is about the same level as what is going on. So anyway, this Zacchaeus man, not only was he somebody that everybody hated, just because of his job and how shisty he was, he was a short little guy. We have no clue how short he was, but he was very short, because he was unable to see above the heads of the people. This would include women and men. So yes, and we know that people were shorter back in these days. So Zacchaeus very well could have been somebody in the midget category. We don't know, but we do know that he was a short man because he could not see above the heads of the, the men and women that were in front of him. He decides because he wants to see Jesus so, so badly, and possibly one of the reasons he wanted to see Jesus so badly was because Jesus actively engaged with people who were in the same category as Zacchaeus. I mean, think about Matthew. Matthew, which was one of uh, Jesus's disciples and who wrote the book of Matthew, was in fact a tax collector, we know that. And Jesus associated with Matthew, cared about Matthew, loved Matthew, and not just Matthew, but think about the blind people that Jesus associated with. Think about the social outcasts that Jesus regularly surrounded himself with. So, of course, when Zacchaeus hears this and for years has been deemed a social outcast himself, perhaps he was just interested in what Jesus, in who Jesus was and what Jesus was doing because he was possibly craving that kind of social interaction for himself. And I don't know this. This is my own personal opinion, me uh, putting my two cents in kind of. But I would guess that's possibly why Zacchaeus was so interested in meeting Jesus, or rather seeing Jesus, not even just meeting him, but seeing him. So he runs on ahead of the crowd because he knew that Jesus was going to pass by. So he decided to climb up into the sycamore tree to see Jesus. Now, I had to look up a little bit of what a sycamore tree was, and basically it would be a very shady tree and it would be relatively easy to climb. So Zacchaeus climbs up into this tree to try to see Jesus as Jesus passes by. And so Jesus notices Zacchaeus in the tree. And of course, Jesus already knew that he was going to encounter Zacchaeus anyway. But Jesus says to Zacchaeus, he says, Zacchaeus, come on down. You know what? Get get out of that tree. I'm going to come and lodge with you tonight. So he calls Zacchaeus by name, which to me is so, so beautiful. Imagine the savior of the world, the Messiah, knowing you by name, just seeing you on the street corner, just saying your name and then inviting you into his company and saying, you know what, I'm going to lodge with you tonight. You are not beneath me. I'm going to lodge with you, the Messiah lodging with you, deeming your house worthy to stay in and eat that night. And that would be so wonderful. So Zacchaeus immediately comes out of the tree and joyfully receives Jesus, probably shocked that Jesus even knew who he was, and overjoyed over the fact that Jesus wanted to spend time with him. So when the people saw it, it says they all murmured, all of them. And this is verse seven. When they saw it, they all murmured saying, he has gone into lodge with a man who is a sinner. So they got angry. The entire crowd got angry over the fact that Jesus went into lodge with Zacchaeus. They were mad. They're like, this guy is barely even a Jew. He's not a Jew. He's a, a loser. He's this political guy who is taking advantage of me. But yeah, that's basically what the people were thinking. And Jesus is going and spending time with this guy. Imagine if Jesus was here nowadays and he went and spent time with somebody that you considered, some political person that you considered to be absolutely terrible. How would you feel about that? Would you begin to doubt Jesus because he did this? But yet this is the kind of stuff that we are supposed to emulate right here. I've been talking so much about how we are supposed to be copying Jesus, how we are supposed to be imitating Jesus and Jesus evangelized to people like Zacchaeus, to people that we typically don't like, that we can't stand. So possibly this crowd, many of them went away doubting Jesus. We don't know. Just because of this. But Jesus actively changed the Zacchaeus man's life. We see this here. Because as Jesus and him are lodging together and Jesus is spending time with Zacchaeus, it says, Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I will give to the poor. If I have wrongfully exacted anything of anyone, I will restore four times as much. So Zacchaeus makes this bold claim, like, I'm going to give half of what I own to the poor. And then on top of that, with the money that I have, that I have wrongfully taken from people, I'm going to pay back four times as much to each person I have wronged. And Jesus says to Zacchaeus after this, he says, today salvation has come to this house because he is also a son of Abraham. The reason I believe Jesus adds that in, that Zacchaeus is a son of Abraham, is to remind people that yes, Zacchaeus was a Jew and he deserved salvation just as much as any other Jewish person did. Even though the people might have considered Zacchaeus to be less than a Jew, Jesus did not. Jesus valued him as a human being who needed salvation because here's what he says right after this, for the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Zacchaeus was a lost man. Zacchaeus was one of those those sheep where Jesus gives that parable about the one that wanders off. And Jesus leaves the 99 in a safe location to go find the one that was lost. Jesus repeats that parable basically right here. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. So nobody, nobody is valueless. And that Jesus came to save everything every single person, because God so loved the world that he gave his son. So Jesus loves the world so much that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. That includes you. That includes me. That includes every sinner on this earth because we are all sinners. But yet Jesus gives us value. He gives you value. Nothing that you have done is beyond Jesus's ability to save you. Jesus can save you. He knows you by name. He loves you. And he came to seek and to save you forever. Well, friends, I hope that this was an encouragement to you. I thought this was great. I kind of teared up a little bit, even though I have heard this story since I've been like a little itty bitty kid. I really did tear up when I read it this time to re- like really think about it. A lot of times I'll just glaze over Scripture and not really think about it. But when I sit down to really think about what I'm reading, it's just such a beautiful story of Jesus' love for everybody, every single person, and that we are not beyond salvation. And that Jesus gave us just a beautiful gift and that he knows me by name. I just think that's so... So wonderful that Jesus knows me by name and he knows you by name also. But guys, if you love this podcast, which I know many of you do, I've been so appreciative of the messages you've been sending me on Facebook. And you know what? If you love the podcast, go over to the shop, p40ministries.com slash shop and get a line of Judah tea that will not only support the podcast, but you will get a really cool looking t-shirt. And if you want to see what it looks like, it's really high quality. It's great. It has a lion design on it that I actually drew myself. And if you want to see what it looks like, go over to facebook.com p40ministries and take a look at it. I uploaded a video of the t-shirt today so you can see the quality of it. You can see what it says. And you can just see how nice, nicely it flutters in the wind. <laughs> So pick up one today, p40ministries.com slash shop. But anyway, friends and faithful listeners, I really hope that you just have a fantastic rest of your day because don't forget how much Jesus loves you today. And you know what? As always, happy listening and God bless.